The preseason is officially over. So let's have some fun with preseason numbers. Why the Orlando Magic's offense looked really good and what might carry over. Plus, Paolo and Franz, numbers to worry about, numbers not to care about. And why turnovers are ultimately going to decide this whole thing. Jeff, Jeff Waltman kind of knows what he's talking about, maybe. We'll get to all that and more as we dive into the numbers of the preseason on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. Today is October 22nd. It will be October 23rd, 2023. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to dive into some preseason numbers. So have your salt shakers ready because there's going to be lots of grains of salt taken with everything we're going to talk about today. But what signs are encouraging from the preseason and maybe some numbers that are a little concerning as we get ready for the regular season. We'll dive into a bunch of different things. It'll be more free-flowing than anything else. I have a rundown over there, but who knows if we're going to actually get to, to all of it exactly in that order. But we'll get to it. Um, but before you do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Okay, we're going to talk preseason numbers. Uh, preseason stats are notoriously dumb and stupid, but... um. No, they're not dumb and stupid, Uh, but we we are going to chat in this conversation about what we saw in the preseason. And and as always, when it comes to numbers, numbers are a reflection of what's happening on the court. Um, There is no battle between the eye test and numbers. What numbers and what statistics are trying to do is they're trying to quantify what the eye test is telling us. They're trying to say, okay, I noticed this thing happening I'm noticing it. I'm, I'm observing it. Can I get some hard data to tell me that this thing that I'm already seeing is happening? Um, and so what I want to do with this episode is to put a bow on the preseason by essentially asking, okay, what did we see and what do the numbers suggest or what do the numbers say? And then more importantly, can we take these numbers at face value? Um, before we go any further, The answer to that question is maybe. Um, We're going to qualify a lot of things here. And and literally, like, I'm going to cut out the fat. I've been joking with some people. uh, You know, I was on the six-man show and joked about this as well. I want to cut out the second half. And and anytime you're cutting out the fat, you're going to leave some, you're going to cut out some meat with it. You know, you know, you're trying to keep that lean meat. Sometimes you're going to get rid of some meat in the process. So there is a lot we don't know yet about this team. And and I just want to make that very, very clear. All preseason is doing 
is suggesting the direction this team might be headed, suggesting the direction this team might go. And so I want to qualify that. I want to qualify all that before we get too deep into this conversation. I am going to say we are looking at first half stats. I'm going to say they are ranked at this in the preseason. And now that should come, that, should, that you know, there should be alarm bells ringing because, you know, who knows what's real. The competition might be uh, a little a little bit off. You know, certainly I am not always cutting out the Flamengo game, which the Flamengo, you know, the Magic won that game, running away with their bench players, in, with players that, who are largely not going to be in the rotation for most of the season, um, you know, except for maybe Anthony Black, except for maybe Jed Howard. Um there is no perfect way to analyze pieces of stats, but there are a few things that are worth pointing out and, and mentioning. And I have been very obsessed during this preseason with the offense. I, I want to make that, that really clear. I love the offense that the magic played during this preseason. Um, and, and I test, you know, I've, I've been talking a lot about it, how, this team is passing the ball a lot more. Um, this was a low pass team. This total passes per possession, passes per game. This was not a team that passed the ball a lot last year. Um, and so noticing immediately, oh, they are moving and passing the ball. And we're going to get to the assist numbers here. But let's start with the very basics. The Orlando Magic, la- the Orlando Magic during the preseason had an offensive rating of 108 points per 100 possessions. That is 16th in the NBA. Considering this is a team that was 23rd, 27th, 26th, 25th in the league, an offensive rating last year, that doesn't feel insignificant. Especially when you, again, cut out the fat. If we only include the first half, which is when the Magic starters and bench players played exclusively, and yes, this does include the Flamengo game, but the numbers don't jump up so much. Um, the Magic had a 120.8 offensive rating in the first half of their preseason games. That was fifth in the league. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Orlando Magic are going to be fifth in the league in offensive rating. That, that, that's not going to happen. But as everyone points out, the Orlando Magic have not had an offensive rating outside the bottom 10 in the league since Dwight Howard left in 2012. The mere suggestion that the Magic could have an offensive rating in the top half of the league, changes everything. I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. We're going to get to turnovers because that is a big deal. And I want to talk you know more specifically about turnovers. But this is a big deal that the Magic, at least in the preseason, looked functional on offense. Now again, who knows what's going to carry over? Who knows what's going to be real? And again, that's why it's dangerous to look too deeply into preseason numbers. But these are good signs. And that's a good sign. And the Orlando Magic averaged 26.8 assists per game in the preseason. They had at least 27 assists in their first three preseason games. Actually, only had 23 against Flamengo. Um, but this is a team that last year did not pass the ball. This is a team that last year was not good at moving to basketball. And in the preseason, they were. They were 
good at it in a way that got them good shots. Here's the fun stat. This is the this is my favorite preseason stat, and maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't. The Orlando Magic led the league last during the preseason, not last year, led the league in the preseason this year with 12 corner three-point attempts per game. Now, that is interesting. Like, I I think that's interesting. Because corner three-point attempts are not three-point attempts that are typically created off of isolation. You can only get those by passing the ball. And ultimately, it is the last pass because you're going to a corner to get that high-quality three-point shot. Orlando took six-and-a-half corner three-point attempts per game in the first half of their preseason games. They averaged only 6.8 total corner three-point attempts per game all of last year. Again, who knows what's going to last? Who knows what's going to be sustainable? Who knows what's permanent? But you take those assists. You take the creation of high-quality three-point attempts. You take the fact that the Magic are focused on taking more threes and getting more quality three-pointers. You take the fact that they av- they they, av- they averaged nearly their full game average from last year in the first half of their preseason games, largely against other starters. And to me, that suggests that, yes, this team potentially is going to be a lot better offensively. On top of this, if we want to even dive further into some numbers and further into some things, the Magic took 43-point attempts per game in the preseason. Again, maybe not anything to go crazy about. But again, they're on the right track with their number of three-point attempts. They made or they didn't take 40. They they average they shot their starters in the first half shot 40% from three. Um, if, if I have the number correct, I'm going to make sure I have my numbers right here. Give me a sec to thumb through my, my document here with, with all my numbers. Um, this is not the magic we do. They shot 43.1% from three point, on, on three-pointers in the first half of their preseason games. Now, again, small sample size. You know, who knows if that's going to last, but... It should be stated very, very clearly how big the Magic adding a three-point shot would be. The Magic being anywhere near consistent as a three-point shooting team. And look, I do expect the Magic offense to shift a little bit, a few more ISOs, a few more setups for Paolo, a few more setups for other players. They, you know, defenses will change how they defend the Magic. You know, they're, they're going to dare the Magic to shoot threes. Those threes are going to be there. But the Magic did something, and there are a lot of numbers that say, oh, this team is capable of being a really good offensive team if the conditions are right. But they're just preseason numbers, so you know we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll talk about Paolo Bancaro's struggles and Franz Wagner's success in the preseason and what they might maybe mean coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. Let's uh, get all our ad reads up. Look, it is opening week. The Orlando Magic's open their season against the Houston Rockets. 
at the Amway Center coming up on Wednesday. It's going to be a packed house. I don't think it's a sellout yet, but even if it is, if you're trying to get last-minute tickets to the game, game time is your place to go. We all want those last-minute tickets. We we sometimes decide, spur of the moment, I want to go to the game. I'm already looking ahead to Orlando City's playoff games against Nashville SC as Orlando City tries to go for the MLS Cup. If you're trying to get that last-minute ticket to the game, game time is the place for you. It's the only ticketing app that gives you peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show you Show your total upfront cost so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy tech tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. The NBA season is upon us. It is NBA New Year's Eve here on Monday. I'm recording this on Sunday, but it'll be pretty soon. Get yourself ready for the NBA season by listening to the Locked On Ultimate NBA Season Preview. It's a six-episode series with all 30 of the Locked On NBA team shows. From contenders to tankers, we go in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the season. Catch all six episodes on Locked On NBA on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. If you go two episodes before us here today, on the Lockdown Magic feed, you'll hear my contribution for, I believe it's the second time since we started doing these preview shows. I am not part of the Tanker group, which is very, very exciting. You'll hear from me, you'll hear from Lockdown Bulls, you'll hear from Lockdown Rockets, you'll hear from all the teams trying to nudge their way up the standings and get into play and contention uh, on the What's Next episode of the Ultimate NBA Season Preview. Again, check it out wherever you download podcasts, search for Lockdown NBA or just go a couple episodes before in the archives here on Locked On Magic. I got this question, and I think I I think I addressed this a little bit on the show. So so I want to go a little bit deeper into it into it here. Um, someone asked me uh, after Tuesday's game against New Orleans, should we be concerned about Paolo Bencaro? And my answer to that was no. Like. Paolo Bancaro is put on this earth to do one thing, and that's to score a basketball. Like he's he's very, very good at that. And I I don't have any doubt he is ready for the regular season. Um, you know, he has no doubt about it. I don't think anyone in the magic has any doubt about it. Um, I I I will, you know, we're going over preseason numbers today on the show, but I, I will remind everyone that practice is probably more important than the games, that the coaching staff is probably looking at. Uh, at the practices and, and how the team is performing in those far more than they're looking at the games. The games are nice. They're, they're public. So we, we, we watch that. Um, but practices are, are just as important. Yeah. They, they're taking the whole consideration, the whole thing uh, in, into their thought process as far as who's getting minutes and, and all, and all that it, it's, we see games, we view games as important, but for co- the coaching staff and for the team games are just part of the process. And, you know, I think several players have, have frankly come out and admitted that, that yeah, you know, maybe we're pulling, you know, Marco Fultz said Saturday, you know, I, my goal in the preseason was not to get hurt. And so they're, they're pulling on the reins a little bit. They're, 
they're they're it's not that they're not playing hard. There, there definitely was effort, but they're not putting themselves in compromising positions. And so, you know, I look at Paolo Bancaro's stat line, and I, I am overall not concerned. Like that's 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 my honest truth. That's 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 you know again. Paolo Bancaro was put on this, this earth to do one thing, and that is to score the basketball. He is very, very good at that, and, and, and I have no reason to believe that he is going to be anything but fine. However, um, I, I don't think it's – again, you want it's better to see that guys can do something than they can't. I always say, you know, summer league is about who can't play more than who can play. Preseason – you can kind of smell when something's off. And again, I don't smell anything off with Paolo and Carroll. Like New Orleans, for a good chunk of that game Tuesday, I had very, I, it's certainly through the first half, I had this sinking suspicions like, man, if Orlando wasn't turning the ball over so much. And New Orleans deserves a lot of credit for that too. But New Orleans looked rough. And we saw them twice. And, and there's definitely a little bit of frustration with, with how they were performing. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how they ultimately turn out. Um, but there is one thing about Paolo Bancaro that I am a little bit worried about as we get closer and closer to the regular season. Now, Paolo Bancaro's overall numbers, not great. 23 total points across three games, 8 of 24 shooting, uh, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. Not the greatest showing. To me, the, the more concerning number was his free throw shooting. He shot 7 for 11 from the foul line in the preseason. And, and again, that's not a terrible number. 63.6% isn't good. Um, but adding on top that he was only 17 of 25 from the foul line in the FIBA World Cup, 68% there. Adding on top of that, one of the places that he was really weak uh, in, uh, in, in his rookie season was that he shot only 73.8% from the foul line. Uh, again, he's going to get to the line. He averaged 7.4 free throw attempts per game, even in the World Cup. Paolo Bancaro got to the line. He's going to live at the line. We're expecting him. The Magic offense is banking on him getting seven free throw attempts per game, like making at least four trips to the line per game. Um, that is that is something they're relying on. They're going to need him to, you know, again, if, if you're looking for a way for Paolo to get from 20 to 25 points per game, it's making six free throws a game. Like he's with, what, th- three and a half, four at this point? That, that Just that two more, like, has a huge impact. Um, making free throws is essential to Paolo Bancaro's success. And so now, again, in, in small samples, not a lot, but the World Cup, he struggled, and we could, we could blame the FIBA ball a lot, and I, I would. Um, but he struggled there, and now in the preseason, he struggled there. Now, could that just be wandering attention? Yeah, sure, I, I'll buy that. Uh, but... I think this is something to keep an eye on. If there's one thing that I am concerned about with Paolo Bancaro, it's that he he missed free throws, that that there were free throws. And, and that's, that, that's something that's completely within your control. That's something that, you know, generally stays level throughout your career. And, and, and you know, I want to see Paolo improve and get to 75%. Obviously, that affects, you know, free throws are a good sign of where his overall jump shot is at. And that's going to be an important part of his next evolution. It's not like alarm bells are ringing and that we need to give up on the whole project. You know, again, I'm not worried about Paolo. He's going to be able to score. But this is a little thing that adds up. You want Paolo to have the ball at the end of games, he's going to have to make free throws. He is certainly capable of getting to the foul line and making free throws. Just something to keep an eye on, something to be wary of. Franz Wagner, on the other hand, if we're going to look at numbers, and I want to do a positive spin here, 
Franz Wagner, on the other hand, incredible showing in the preseason. Like, unbelievable showing. Even if he is pulling on the reins and not trying to do too much, you know, holy cow, Franz Wagner. Uh, Franz Wagner's final stat line in 52.9 minutes, so a little bit more than a full game. He scored 46 total points, made 18 of 24 field goals, 7 of 11 from 3, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, no turnovers. Like, holy cow, that is really, really good. And look, Franz is the kind of player that he, it doesn't matter what offense you're running, he's going to find a way to score. He's he's just that good. That he's going to put himself in a position to score and 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 be someone that is available to get buckets to, to get points. That's what he does. He he is not a, a guy that's gonna you know flip a switch and suddenly be an attacker. If anything, like we're all begging him to be more selfish and to try and attack more off the dribble. But like I forget which game. I think it was the Cleveland game. I was like, they're not running anything for Franz, and he's still just getting back getting buckets and getting baskets. Like that's it might have been the second New Orleans game, but. That's Franz Wagner. It doesn't matter what you run. He is going to get baskets. And, and again, I, I know there's this perception that he doesn't shoot enough, and that's probably true. He's still like second on the team in field goal attempts. Uh, he's going to get his shots. He's going to get his looks. And he's going to be open. He's going to convert on a lot of them. It, th- this, the hot take here is that this could be a really special year for Franz Wagner. As much as we're all really excited for Paolo, and I think that's warranted, Franz is going to have a really special year too. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. We've talked about a bunch of numbers, but the one number that the magic really care about and the one number that was positive in the preseason, but not positive enough. We'll talk about turnovers and why that is the key to success for the Orlando magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Here comes that banner. There it is. There we go. Snap into action this NFL season or NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've ever been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. They even had the Magic Flamingo game up on Friday. They had Magic by Magic by 36 and a half after the starters were announced. They dropped down to 34 and a half. Magic won by 33. How do they do it every time? That's what that's what you get. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL or NBA season right with this incredible offer. Again, that's $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. FanDuel is an official partner of the NF. Like I've been saying, um, take all these preseason numbers with a grain of salt. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've thrown some numbers at you. I've been really like, you know, again, my eye test tells me the offense has been really good. Uh, and, and I've been really encouraged by what I've seen from the offense. And I think there's significant change and, and significant potential in, in, in what this Magic team has done offensively in the preseason. Defensively, I think that statistically, defensively, the Magic have been really good. Top 10 defense in, in the preseason. Again, preseason. 
uh, our top 10 defense in the first half of the pre first half of games during the preseason. Um, I think there's a lot to clean up off defensively. I think defensively they're a little rougher than they're letting on. If this team is determined to be a top 10 defense, they've got some work to do. Now I will say this wholeheartedly. I expect the defense to outrank the offense. Um, you know, I think defense, I don't know if the defense will get to top 10, but I, I think they'll be flirting with it. I think they'll be right outside. And, and look, I'll go out. I'll, I'll go out and say, I think the offense is going to be a, 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 out of the bottom 10. I think this will, this year will break the streak. I think the man, I don't know if the magic will get to the top half of the league. It feels possible after the preseason, but um, I do think that the magic will get out of the bottom 10 and you hope that a, a top 11, 12, 13 defense, a top, you know, a 8, 17, 16, 17, 18 offense. You hope that is enough to get you into the postseason. It, it certainly is going to get you in the conversation, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow. There is one thing, though, that could derail all of this. It's the biggest thing. It's the it's the most important thing that this Magic team has talked about all offseason. The Orlando Magic were all about playing better basketball, however you want to define it, however Jeff Weltman wants to define it. It was always about cleaning up mistakes, playing more mature, playing cleaner basketball. And, and, and look, all this was code for saying, we got to stop beating ourselves. We got to stop making young team mistakes. We got to stop making the kind of mistakes that other teams just pounce on, that they jump on, that they take advantage of, uh, that this young Magic team made throughout last season. We are talking about turnovers. Um, it's been the constant refrain. It's probably been the biggest thing that everybody has talked about during training camp, during the preseason, is, is turnovers. Is We got to commit fewer turnovers. And, and look, that is well-founded. The Magic last year were 27th in the league with a 15.1% turnover rate. They were, one of the, they were a team that gave the ball up a lot, at least compared to the rest of the league. And considering how few possessions the Magic played with last season, I think the Magic are trying to pick up the pace a little bit more this year. Considering how few possessions the Magic played with last year, turnovers hurt double. They really, really hurt when you're giving the ball away the way that the Magic were at times. In the preseason, there are both good signs and bad signs. Here, here's the good sign. Orlando had a 15.5% turnover rate, which was 10th in the league for the preseason. So turnover, you know, you expect turnovers to be up in the preseason. That's not so crazy. But they ranked really, really highly among the rest of the NBA. For reference, last year in the preseason, the Magic were 28th in the league in turnover rate. So, you know, the, the turnovers in preseason were a preview for what they were going to do in the regular season. So that's a positive sign. In the first half of games the Magic had a 13.5% turnover rate. So in the first half of their preseason games, it's including the Flamengo game, the Magic had a 13.5% turnover rate. That was sixth in the league for the first half of games. A 13.5% turnover rate would have ranked them 10th in the league. Again, that is significant progress. So the real question that we have to ask, because again, the Magic were 25th in the league in, in turnover rate in the preseason, is whether the raw number's correct, because... 15 and a half is bad. 13 and a half is good, but 15 and a half is bad. Or the rank is more important. If the rank is more important, the Magic are going to be a much better team. If the raw number is what becomes real, then we're going to start getting into the same struggles and difficulties that we had last year. Turnovers are the game. I, I'm, I'm just going to flat out say it. 
if we're if we're pointing to a stat that needs to be corrected, that needs to be consistent, that needs to be constant, turnovers are the game. You don't turn the ball over. You're getting more possessions. You're getting more shots. You're getting more opportunities to score. Essentially, a turnover is a field goal attempt taken off the board. So that could be a three. You know, Magic were 28th in the league in three-point attempts per game last year. That's a three taken off the board. That's a basket taken off the board. That's a free throw taken off the board. Turnovers take turnovers drain your offense. But not only that, they put you in transition most of the time. Um, so, you know, a, a turnover will always take away a, a scoring opportunity. But let's say half, two-thirds of the time, they also stress your defense because that's a transition opportunity. The Magic were, again, 20, were bad at turnovers last year. They were like 15th in the league in fast break points allowed per game. Some of that is the pace that the Magic play at. Some of that is that the Magic are still a really good defensive team and can cover themselves a little bit uh, for giving up fast break opportunities. But eventually, if you give up some of these fast break opportunities, you're going to put your defense in a compromising position. This Magic team believes if they can have their defense set in the half court, they're going to be tough to score on. That if you're facing them in a half-court situation, they can be a top 10 defense in the league. And so reducing turnovers is a way to make sure your defense is set all the time. That teams are not able to run it on you. That teams are not able to catch you in transition. That they're not able to get you before you can get everybody in the right spot and control the tempo of the game defensively as much as anything else. Turnovers are the game. We're going to highlight this. We're going to note this until it's not really a, a thing to th think about. But the Magic's ability to prevent turnovers, to protect their possessions, to be, as Steve Clifford used to say, and the Magic have said even now in training camp, a team that does not beat themselves, that's the game. That's the secret sauce. None of these, all these other stats that I'm talking about, turn they, they stem from turnovers. You know, Everything stems from if we don't turn the ball over, we're going to be fine. And look, the Magic last year were a high turnover team, but they didn't have any high turnover players. Like Markel turned the ball over two and a half times per game. Cole may have turned it over two, three, two, four times, two point four times per game. Um, Paolo was at like two point six, two point seven, which again, rookie, you expect some mistakes. Franz, I think, was around two. I don't think he quite hit two. Jalen Suggs was like two point three. It was Wendell Carter, I think, was 2.1. It was just, just the accumulation of, of these mistakes that, that that hurt the Magic. If the Magic don't turn the ball over this season, if the Magic are better, let, let's just say, you know, they were 15.1 last year. Let's just get them to 14. Cut those, cut that per, that ratio by one turnover every 100 possessions. That makes a difference. That That does change the complexion of this team. And you're not going to not turn the ball over, but if you're limiting yourself to 10, 11, maybe 12 turnovers per game instead of 15, 16, 17, again, we're, we're probably, you know, I, I think I mentioned this on a podcast last week. We're talking about a team that, you know, is going to play a lot of close games. And so having two or three fewer turnovers per game, that could flip a loss to a win. That's six points that you could that you suddenly have a chance to get that you were giving away last year. And that stuff matters. That stuff is important. The Magic are not 
uber efficient on offense the way the Golden State Warriors are that they can survive high turnovers. There, that's not that. You know, defense can be very fickle. Like to be perfectly honest, like last year is a perfect example. As good as the Magic were defensively, they gave up twenty three point. They gave up three games where where their teams hit twenty or more three pointers. Houston, Sacramento, Milwaukee. Um, they that's kind of the NBA today, but their defense isn't good enough to to carry carry the thing. They need both offense and defense working together. And turnovers sabotage that. And so the most important number I would say from the preseason is that turnover number and trying to figure out what's real and what's not about the Magic's ability to protect possessions and protect the ball. And that's what we're going to find out Wednesday when we play again for the first time. We'll see exactly what the Magic have in store. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in. Him like Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun podcasts to your podcast. Enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Also, be sure to check out the Orlando Magic Hub on the Orlando Magic Hub, my Patreon page. Uh, I break down what the Magic's four-factor numbers mean. Um, in addition, that's a, that's an extension of the article on orlandomagicdaily.com, breaking down uh, numbers to be excited about, numbers to worry about. You can check all that out at orlandomagicdaily.com or uh, as well as on my Patreon page, not or, as well as in addition to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Hub. For my everyday crew, tomorrow I will be going on the record. I will be making my predictions for the NBA season why the Orlando Magic are a play-in team and who they're going to be have to be who they're going to have to fight off of the broom to get there and what they need to do to make that prediction good. I'm going to make my NBA predictions on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, but until then for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic this is Phil Brosnan Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.